Hey everybody, welcome to episode one of the Book Street Boys Book Reviews. Today, myself, Zach Sainange, and guest speaker Luca Dobrich will be diving deep in the history, reviewing The Tattooist of Auschwitz, written by Heather Morris. In 1942, 150,000 Jewish men, women, and children were all taken from their homes, thrown into a crammed bus full of other Jews. They were taken to camps around Poland and put to work by the German army, punished for their religion. In this story, it is put in the perspective of a 26-year-old Slovakian Jewish man who was separated from his family, being told that one of his family members needed to go away for work for a bit. Little did Lael know, soon after he was taken, his rest of his family was taken also. They were put into camps around Poland and put to tough work. Warning. Today in this podcast, we will be covering some sensitive topics not recommended for all audiences. If you don't feel comfortable listening, don't feel the need to continue. Enjoy the podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about many categories such as theme, setting, interpretation, signposts, and many more. Today's podcast is brought to you by Chachi's Pizza Bell River, a locally owned pizza shop at 473 Notre Dame Street in Lakeshore, Ontario. With today's podcast, we were given a promo code for 20% off. All you have to do is go online, order your pizza, and enter the promo code CHACHIS20 for 20% off your order. I repeat, CHACHIS20 for 20% off your order. Anyways, uh, that's enough from me. I'm going to pass it on to Luca. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, Bookshoot Boys, and thank you for having me. For those of you who don't know me already, my name is Luca Dobrich. I'm a AAA hockey player and a self-proclaimed book critic. I recently took part in reading The Tattooist of Auschwitz with my friends Zach and Trevor at the Book Street Boys studio and was pleasantly surprised with the story told. The story followed Lael as he went through the struggles of World War II and his days in Auschwitz. As important the story was, I put most of my focus on the author and the effort he put into his story. The book had a purpose. It told a story of a Jew in Auschwitz in a raw, passionate, first-person perspective. I have personal family members who were involved in the Holocaust, and this showed the story from another person's perspective. The story wasn't really a story to me. It was real, and the purpose of it was to make you feel a part of it. While reading the story, I could feel the pain Leo and everyone went through every single day. There was no filter throughout the whole story, and had me feeling and even seeing the pain everyone went through. Millions of Jews went through the struggles of the Holocaust. You get a real experience and perspective that Leo went through because of the author's style. It's obviously a story told in first person, which follows a very blurry timeline. This fits well in the story because of what happened to all of the Jews. They were stripped of everything they owned, their homes, their family, their possessions, and in most cases, their lives. What day or time it was, was the least of their worries. Their main objective was staying alive. So the limited detail on the time of events really sets a mood and gives the reader a better experience. There's also a change up in tone and rhythm as the story goes on, which adds to the realism of the story. It is told in the mood of the current event that's happening. If something bad was happening at Lael, you could notice it because of the way he was speaking. The style of the Tattooist of Auschwitz gave me and all readers a raw experience. 
that added a very entertaining aspect to a very depressing story. Something else I noticed numerous times in the book was the signpost throughout the story. The most impactful one I noticed was the identification numbers. Prisoners were given these upon arrival. Every single Jew who walked in the doors was given a tattoo on their wrist. It stripped them of their names and they were referred to as simple numbers. It symbolizes their loss of their previous life and what remains of their sad life as a prisoner of war. Every single Jew who had a tattoo was in a concentration camp at one point in their life. Another signpost I noticed was the wagons. These wagons were originally made for cattle, but because of the Holocaust, Nazis turned them into carts to transport Jews. Every time you saw a wagon, either people were getting moved to Auschwitz or dead bodies were leaving. These signposts were very important to me because they were the two most common ones. Every single Jew in Auschwitz had a tattoo and every single Jew either came or left in a cattle cart. In my perspective, the Tattoos of Auschwitz isn't a love story. I think it's a lesson. You learn so much from this story because of the author. He told the story with a purpose. Every single page, you learn something about Auschwitz and you learned about the pain Lael and every other Jew went through. Also while reading, I noticed the author's style. The raw, passionate style he put in this story brought you along with Lael and all the other prisoners of war, and you could truly understand what they all went through. And another important thing was the signposts. These stuck in your head. Every time I see a tattoo now, I think about the prisoners of wars who are forced into getting them on their wrists. The, the Tattoos of Auschwitz is my favorite book I've ever read because of what I learned from it. I had family members who went through the Holocaust, but I was never told the story. And reading this book, I can finally understand what people had to go through and how thankful we should be for the life we live. Again, I'd like to thank the Books You Boys for having me, and I wish you boys nothing but the best moving forward. Thank you very much, Luca. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that you have family members that were in the Holocaust, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome back anytime. Today on this podcast, I will be going over a couple topics that I found that were very important and easily noticeable throughout the book. So the first topic that I will be covering is a topic that relates to the setting of the book called What in the World? This will be taking us back into what events led to Lael being taken to the concentration camps. The Tattoos of Auschwitz takes place in the 1940s to the 1942 time era. It is also the time where Hitler and his Nazi army were unstoppable, taking over nearly every country in their sight, surrendering all of their prisoners and putting them into concentration camps. Many helpless families full of Jews, criminals, or enemies were taken by the Germans and put to work in cruel concentration camps all over Poland. I will be focusing on the two main locations in the book called Auschwitz and Birkenau. They are concentration camps located in Poland where all the Jewish men, women, and children, criminals, and the enemies were taken and put to work at. Arrival at Auschwitz, Lael's job at first was to do bricklaying. He and two others were forced to lay bricks on top of new houses for all the new inmates. The next topic I will be talking about will be called characters that I feel for. The one character that I feel for the most in this book is Silka. Silka is a young lady 
who has entered the concentration camp and was picked out out of all the girls to keep her hair and be a lover. I know that no one should ever feel this way and deal what she had to deal with from a concentration camp because of all these reasons that I'm about to list. The senior commandment of all the camps, Lager Fierce Schwarber, chose to keep her hair and become his toy so he could have fun while she was still a slave. Lagerfuhrer made it seem, though, as he'd given her the privilege to work indoors during the day, and at nighttime, he'd force her to go into his bedroom and be her sex slave. Silka took pride during her work during the day as a privilege, but at nighttime, totally different story. She never wanted to see Lagerfuhrer. He'd always put things against her will, never ask her if she wanted to, even force her to do things that no one could ever imagine of doing. An example of Silka saving a life is how she saved Lael and Jita's lives. Silka was not proud of her actions. She was disgusted with herself and even hated herself. But deep down inside, she knew that she was saving some other young lady from doing the things that she had to do and saving other lives while doing it. On arrival in Auschwitz-Birkenau, Lael was given the job of tattooing numbers on prisoners selected to work to live another day numbers that would come to represent the most iconic symbol of the Holocaust. One of the most, if not probably the most, memorable moment within the book is when Leah manages to escape, and then not much shortly after, learns that the camp was liberated, which led Jida, his lover, to be freed, and also for Leah's hope to be higher than ever. The moment in the book was very exciting and unexpected, as many people never really made it out of the camps. Um, the survival rates were extremely low, and the whole book was really building up to this point, in my opinion, which made it very satisfying and fulfilling because you weren't really expecting him to get out or her. This book would make an amazing movie or TV show. The genres the book covers and just the overall story would fantastically fit a long movie or a multi-season show. It involves romance, violence, horror, comedy, history, and a compelling, suspenseful story. All of those things, in my opinion, would make a fantastic movie or TV show. This story shows the best of humanity in absolute worst circumstances. This story also teaches many important lessons, like never lose hope or faith, no matter the situation you're in. This book would also attract all ages besides young children. All in all, I think this would make a phenomenal movie or TV show if produced by the right company. Would I recommend this book? Um, yes and no, but only for suitable audiences. It's a very depressive, sensitive book with very sensitive topics that are somewhat graphic within the text. Regardless of that, the book follows a very well-written storyline that includes the lowest lows and the highest highs of humanity itself and just within the book. This book, for the most part, is true. However, there have been many studies on the credibility of the book, and there seems to be some flaws. For example, in April 1942, a transport did arrive full of women, but it is very unlikely that Jita Furman's number to have been as high as it was stated within the book. So obviously, due to those accusations and other uh, many accusations of the credibility of the book, this caused problems, this caused, um, like, Holocaust deniers to be flamed. These studies really just created an unnecessary um, problem within the book. Another thing within the book that is a pretty big turnoff for me is that the book really turned into an over-dramatized romance story rather than a book about the actual Holocaust. It um, started off very much about the Holocaust. It was very graphic about the situations and what was going on within the camp and what was happening to the people and the people he saw and how malnutritious they were, etc. And then it kind of 
formed into this love story where it was very, very unrealistic. Like every Sunday, he would somehow magically be off of work. He befriended a German uh, SS officer, had him do favors for Lael. So he asked him to do favors for him. Like that's unheard of. SS officers were the most brutal, brutal human beings in that camp. They did not care about anyone or anything besides themselves. To me, it just seemed very unrealistic that two individuals fell in love considering the inhumane conditions of the camp and whenever once caught or be looked into or were suspicious or anything of the such was never ever mentioned within the book. It's just very suspicious how they were never caught or even looked into within the book. And at the same time, Leo managed to befriend a Nazi SS officer, which was very unbelievable and unrealistic, um, especially when he started doing favors for Leo, as I mentioned before. All in all, I recommend this book, but it can be very unrealistic at some points and unbelievable, which kind of throws me off the edge. Um, That's all for the podcast today. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Backstreet Boys. We hope you tune in. During the book, Lael stole jewelry, diamonds, cash, and other things of value so he could pay the people on the outside to get him more food. While smuggling all of this, he was caught by one of the officers, and he was ultimately put into a punishment cage where he was beaten and almost killed until he gave up the name of the person he was stealing them from. Jita was worried about Leo and how he had been gone for such a long time in this punishment cage, so she reached out to Silka for help as she asked Lagerfuhrer to maybe set him free and possibly return to his old job. Lagerfuhrer had an idea. While he let Lael out of the punishment cage, he used it as blackmail to get to Silka. Whenever Lagerfuhrer wanted to have sex with Silka late at night and she would refuse, he'd blackmail her saying that Lael would be sent back to the punishment cage and being beaten again for all those stolen diamonds, cash, and other things of value. And for these reasons, this is why I feel the most for Silka. Not only is she a prisoner, she's a person. And most importantly, she is a hero. Real quick before I go into the third and final topic that I will be talking about, here's a quick reminder that with any online order at chachispizza.com, you will receive 20% off your order if you use the promo code CHACHIS20. Again, if you use CHACHIS20 at your checkout, On online orders, you will receive 20% off your final order. Last but not least, the last topic that I will be talking about is called Lessons Learned. Before entering the concentration camp, Leo always told himself to have faith and to keep his hope, as he would always exit the camp alive and well. Leo always did as he was told. He never stepped out of line. He never acted up. He always did exactly what he was told to do. Leo always had faith that he would also leave with Jita, his loved one that he met in Auschwitz. He thought that she was beautiful even though she shaved her head once entering in the concentration camp. There are countless amount of times where Leo had lost his faith, saying that he wasn't going to make it, and he always thought he was going to die. But he stuck with it and he persevered through all the problems that he faced. At the end of the story, when they all leave Auschwitz, Leo returns home with to Slovakia, but without Jida, he loses all hope that he'll never see her again, so he sets on a mission and goes out to find her. 
Lil ends up finding Jida at a train station where all the members from Auschwitz were being deported. He finds her, falls in love with her, has a kid, and spends the rest of his life with her. True love story. So would I recommend this book? Yes, I definitely would recommend this book. Maybe to not all audiences, as this book does demonstrate a lot of moments when there were graphical scenes and just scenes that you couldn't get out of your head and you feel terrible for these guys. But at the same time, it is a great learning lesson as you learn a lot of things from this book, such as having faith, having hope, believing in yourself and your peers, leaning on other people, trusting other people, and many, many more things that you can learn a lot from.